How do social entrepreneurs and small businesses create an authentic brand people love so they can get the edge they need to stand out, create predictable revenue, and compete against the big guys? That's what we're here to discuss. I'm Adam Force, the founder of Change Creator, and this is the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. We love branding. We love design. We love connecting with customers and making a difference in the world. And we have to be good at marketing in order to get that done. We have to actually have brands that can connect and speak to the world but then we have to have actual sales systems that turn visitors into customers, okay? And last week we talked with Rick Wilson. We cover off on some marketing strategies for long-term wins. If you're not thinking about long-term, you don't understand how to think about long-term for your marketing, then you won't get the most out of your ad spend, you won't get the most out of your upfront marketing, all right? So this is how we really capitalize and optimize, and that's something that I want to share today And I'm going to be talking to you about a strategy I like to call enhanced in advance. This is like a mantra here, (laughs) okay? Um, Really helpful and has been instrumental in revenue generation, okay, for change creator and how we actually operate and think about business. And I think this is going to plant some seeds for your brand's development when it comes to revenue generation and plugging holes, right? You can imagine picking up a bucket full of water and there's holes. That means these are all the customers that you're missing out on. We need to start plugging some of those holes. And so today's conversation is gonna help you do that. All right, guys? Um, Last but not least, we are still interested in working with some more e-commerce entrepreneurs. Guys, we will set up your sales system, make it profitable, all right? And if it's not profitable, we'll keep working with you until it is at no cost. That's how confident we are. We've had some incredible results and we can help you crush it and get this done right. So guys, if you're looking for a little support, just go to changecreator.com. You can book a call through our services and we'll chat. We'll see if you're a good fit. Outside of that, guys, let's get into this strategy. Let's talk about enhance and then advance for your brand. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Adam Forcier, founder at Change Creator. And today I want to talk about storytelling for your brand, specifically what it means to your sales. You know, the power of story for your brand is something we've been talking about for a while. We ran a course called Captivate. It was about putting storytelling at the heart of your marketing. So what does that actually mean? Um, You know, storytelling is something that throughout all history, all progress has been made because of storytelling. This is how human beings connect. This is how we communicate and understand each other, right? Because it creates an emotional spark, right? And that emotion drives our actions. Without it, we can't get people on board with our ideas, This is important to understand. So when you put, it it creates a value for people. Um, And that's going to be part of what we want to kind of, what I want to touch on today. And, you know, when I was working back at WebMD, this was a while while ago now, but I was there for 10 years. I was director of strategic marketing. And when I started there, my mentor 
was able to sell, you know, deals that were over a million dollars. And I always wondered, well, how the heck is he doing that? (laughs) And I wanted to know the secrets, right? I mean, this is literally somebody who I think we were at a company like Merck at the time or something. We actually were there in front of a room of maybe 30 to 40 C-suite executives pitching a really large deal. Now, my mentor, his name is Albert, was a master at selling these deals. He actually went in front of the room. He, he pitched everything, went through the slides, all the stuff that we put together. And this was a strategy that I helped put together. And at the end, this is what's interesting. One of the team leads, the top executives from the other company came over to Albert and asked him right there on the spot to come and work for him. He tried to literally poach him from our team to his right in front of everybody. I've never seen that happen before. So that was really shocking, but it is a testament to the skills he had. They were so taken back by the presentation that they wanted to just get him on board because they saw dollar signs in their eyes if they could get him on their team. And so I would always say, Albert, you know, like what, like what is the secret here? You know, he's a very personable person, which always helps, but there is a skill in how we actually present ideas and we can create slide decks and spend a month putting things together and preparing numbers, research, statistics, whatever it might be about the market, uh, the customers and all this data. But if we can't wrap the data in a, in stories that people can remember, um, it's not compelling and they don't talk about it with their teams. They don't have something to share because it doesn't stick in their minds. Now he would always tell me, you know, planning and preparation is a key factor, which, um, means, Hey, it's like a, you know, a 30, 40 minute pitch, but it's a couple months of planning and strategy work. But then the golden ticket was his ability to tell stories. So he took these ideas and wrapped them in stories. And what he always taught me was even when we're putting together pitch decks and other things like that, web pages, you name it, any asset, we were always telling a story, right? You're not just putting things on a page. There's a, there's a cohesive story to tell. And he was always able to get the room laughing. And, and because of his way of wrapping things in stories and examples and metaphors, he, people were, were impacted deeply. And, and what happens is you're able to actually demonstrate what the idea actually means. So it's more significant, right? Um, you know, you could tell somebody, here's this data point X, Y, Z. But when you tell a story about a person or a potential customer and what their day looks like, and then how that plays out, you get a different level of clarity about the point you're trying to make and the meaning of that data. A data point means almost nothing. It's not memorable enough, but when you put it into a circumstance that's relatable and has an emotional pull to it, it hits you in a way that now you can remember the story. That, hey, remember that? Remember when Albert was talking about this, right? So it stands out a lot more. So this is very powerful. And that emotional side is really important. So, 
you know, there was a quote from Joshua Glenn, um, and it says, stories are such a powerful driver of emotional value that their effect on any given object's subjective value can actually be measured objectively, right? Um, then there's another one I, I wrote down here from Edward uh, Gorey, who says, when people are finding meaning in things, beware, <laughs> right? And that's what we're doing. We're giving things meaning and context um, and emotional uh, value. Okay. So the, so, okay. So that's my background in storytelling. And when, what I did there is I worked on any deal that was $500,000 and up. And my job was to create marketing strategies that would get clients like Microsoft, Target, um, you know, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, whatever it is, a, a return on their investment. So I had to come up with strategies that would really connect with the customers, create great user experiences. You know, we were creating web properties, explainer videos, whatever the tools were that I recommended and then how they need to feel, look, and the theme, right? We, I always had to come up with a theme that we were wrapping the strategy around. All right. So that was a really important part of the expression of the strategy. Um, I can't remember. Um, I think I did one for Cigna. I had it in one of my webinars. And I think the theme was something like this. I might butcher this, but healthy hearts, more memories. Okay. And you can just see like a story can be told in just a few words, but the theme there was about heart health because when we have healthy hearts, we have more time with our families, more memories. There's a lot of emotion uh, tied to a statement like that. So now the entire theme is built around um, that for a marketing strategy. So this is part of what I call the, and I just put together something that I talk about this and I'll tell you about it. Uh, as we get towards the end of this conversation, but this is important. So it's part, when we're trying to enhance and grow revenue in our business, something that happens is we are always looking for new business. But if we've been in business, we're making some sales, one of the most neglected areas is the business we already have, right? And that the, the high hanging fruit, the more difficult and expensive part of marketing is the new business, it's more cost um, uh, heavy and time consuming and difficult, right? But when we have customers already in our database, on our email list and our invisible lists on Facebook or whatever it might be, uh, we, we have access to people that are more what we call low hanging fruit, right? And that's because they know us, they like us and they've worked with us and selling to them, meaning like if we care about them, we get reoccurring revenue. We get loyalty. And remember, word of mouth is not just people talking at a conference in person. Word of mouth is every screen in someone's hand, right? And they are going to tell a story about you, <laughs> okay? Whether it's the one you want or not. <laughs> All right. So the strategy I like to call is the advance then enhance strategy. All right. This means that we are actually looking at the resources we have, what we already are doing and all that kind of stuff. And we're optimizing them in a way that helps us, um, enhance our revenues, right. Without having to go after new business. But then when we do go after new business, everything is optimized. So we can, let's say we're running ads, then our ad spend goes a lot further, 
right? So that optimization, you should always enhance what you have first before you advance. Um, and you know, I, I like, so years ago, um, a couple of years ago, not too long, <laughs> um, we were running a webinar to sell a $2,000 course and you know, that was our storytelling course captivate. So we were, we were, we were new to the webinar game and we were, we were testing out some things. We ran some live webinars and we sold like 30% on, on these live webinars. And that was awesome. Um, a lower price point. We always started lower, uh, around $500 and then we bumped it to 2000 once we proved out everything, blah, blah, blah. So what happened was we joined a $20,000 mastermind program and we, this was specific to evergreen webinar marketing. We didn't want to do live launches every like, you know, half year, quarter, whatever it is, not interested in living that, (laughs) that model. Okay. Um, and so what we learned though, in that $20,000 mastermind was how to think about our long-term strategy, which allowed us to look at the sales system and the customers we already had and optimize them in a way to get the most out of the ad spend and things we were doing, right? And so we were actually able to 4X our revenues um, and, and with sales to the people we already had on our email list, right? So looking at the people we already had meaning we're not paying for new leads. We had free marketing there to our list, but how do you engage them? How do you do that? So we, we were able to forex revenues to the, to the people already on the email list, which gave, gave us a cash injection. Um, and then that's a strategy that was replicated over and over, right? So it's not just a one-time thing. It's as we get new people, and now they would be optimized with that same strategy. So that, that's a compounding revenue. Um, it also allowed us to 3x our results with that same ad spend. So I talk about optimizing ad spend. So when we think long term, we are able to get more out of the ad spend. All right. And here's the sexy part for new leads. Right. Once we were really dialing into all this stuff, we had a 50 to 70 percent conversion rate. Um which is really powerful as we get into things like our path to purchase, which is a, another conversation for another day. But that, that revenue optimization, that, that experience is something that really got us into the mindset of the uh, enhanced and advance, right? We want to keep the customers, we fall in love with the customers we have. And there's a couple questions I talk about um, in this report that I put together, and I'll tell you what that is and all that stuff in a minute. Um, so for example, things to reflect on, it's important to journal and reflect, take some time away from just sitting at your screen and trying to go, go, go and think, okay, this is how we become more effective with our time. So one question would be, how would you run your business if 100% of your future business was based on referral and repeat business only? All right, I'll give you one more example question. And there's a third one, which you can get on your own. Um, How can I double my income with the current customer base I have now? Right? How can I double with the current customer base I have right now? And when you start journaling and writing about these things, you're looking at ways to plug leaks. I always call it leaks when we have gaps and people that could be 
um, buying from us or become reoccurring revenue or new offers like that low hanging fruit. And we want to optimize that as much as possible. Um, and you have to remember when we start thinking about the entire sales process from head to toe, from marketing to, um, reoccurring revenue, we make small changes through these out these touch points and small changes to, together will compound over time and create big impact, right? And now the only limitation of how we enhance and tweak and do things for our own business is just our own creativity, right? So that, that would really be the only limiting factor. So you do have to get creative. Um, and I have some other examples and thoughts in the document, the report that I put together. And again, I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, so, and it's, it, so, you know, the, the next thing that's really powerful where I want to dial into e-commerce is, well, how does this, what is the storytelling factor? So part of the enhance, advanced and enhanced strategy is what, for e-commerce is products, right? Now, if you're a coaching company or something else, or you have courses, storytelling is an important part of it too, because you have to really understand the, how to express your story to connect with customers, um, and also use storytelling to sell your services and stuff like that. But as far as e-commerce goes, this is really powerful because stories are told in three ways, visual, contextual and through experience and e-commerce is a very visual game okay the products have to look sexy this is one way that we express the kind of company we are and the, and and it's a it's a visual expression of our story right so um the the products, I want to share a story about products and how story has that impact because they can create a substantial difference in your uh, sales. So if you don't know, there was a guy, his name was, um, what was his name? So he, Robert, Rob Walker, and he was in, he's, he worked with the New York Times Magazine, all right? So he did a project that always stood out to me when I learned this. I was like, this is amazing. Great example for e-com. Um, and this was back in the day, I think uh, maybe around 2006. Um, so he ran a test, okay, to, to see just how powerful storytelling was when it comes to selling products. And so what did he do? He got 200 thrift projects. The average cost of these products was $1.25. And he specifically made sure there was really nothing special about them. I mean, I mean, I wrote down a couple of these examples in this report, which is, you know, it's like a plastic banana, a wooden mallet, just things, right? It's, it's, it's what most people would see as pretty much garbage. <laughs> okay. Um, and so what he did was he had a bunch of authors, professional authors, write a story for each object that he had. All right. A few paragraphs, you know, stories can be short, but you know, we're talking about a few paragraphs that really gave some context about this object. And so in total, he spent $197 for all 200 products. Okay. Now he ended up selling these products. Now in your head, guess how much did he get an ROI on these products? All right. I'm going to tell you right now, he sold them for about $8,000. That's 
that's a 6,300% markup. And that's all because the stories transformed boring objects, right? Which really weren't worth anything. (laughs) They're garbage. Um, Into something that people felt an emotional kind of tie to. It gave it context, it gave it value, made it interesting, and he was able to sell these products, right? And this is one, This is just an example of how powerful storytelling can be. I spoke to Bernard Schroeder. He's the guy that launched Amazon, Pura Vida, Yahoo, different brands like that. He's on the podcast. You can listen to it, okay? And he told me that... Um, when he worked for Pura Vida, you know, they were struggling, blah, 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 blah. And they learned to master their brand story, right? This is something that we're really dialed into here at Change Creator. So I love hearing this. And when they did, and it's not just, here's my brand story I put on an about page. It's when you have your branding and you understand your brand story, it is part of everything you do at all touch points, Right. Remember, visual, contextual, and experience. But their story built them up to become a $100 million brand. This is a company that sells bracelets, and it was a really cool story about how that all started and why and all that kind of stuff. And so that is just another example of the power of storytelling for business. Um, you just can't you can't, you just can't make this stuff up. And so I, I talk about this stuff more in what I put together and it was a report. Um, and I called it, um, three bulletproof strategies to double your e-commerce business revenue. All right. And these are three core strategies that work together and all great brands do it there. These are time tested strategies, right? They're not, Here's a new fad that's going to work on Facebook for six months. It's, it's none of that stuff. These aren't gimmicks. I, I mean, there's, there's a place for all these little tactics and stuff, no doubt about it. You know, a whim on TikTok that gets you whatever views and sales, all that stuff. But these are business strategies that are powerful for any kind of company. But we dial into e-commerce here with some of the key points that are made um, because we've been working with a range of companies over the past year and we've had lots of good success building up brand identities, strategies, all these things that are really important. But when we worked with the e-commerce brands, we ran some sales systems, what I call a path to purchase system. And it was unique, a little bit weird, and it worked really well. And so we're seeing phenomenal results like adding a thousand email emails to your list and getting paid for it, right? So you can really turn up the dial. It could be 5,000, 10,000, whatever you want to do, right? But this requires, you know, getting traffic to this sales system. Um, and they had an 86% opt-in rate. Now that's important. I always go high volume on the front end because, and I talk about this in the free report. You can download it. You can hear about it, read about it. Um, we had an 87% opt-in rate. I said 86, I think it's 87, um, which means we get a lot of people up front. That's how, you know, we hit that thousand people. We're getting paid for it. This is building the business at a very, very rapid rate. I mean, John already reached out to me and he's like, dude, let's scale this thing to 
seven figures this year. And that was just our sandbox test at the end of 2021. Uh, so, um, you know, we've, we've also helped other e-commerce brands that we worked with, you know, increase their cart values by a hundred percent more. Um, and that's even with them not even running ads yet, but I'm a big fan of running ads. I, I think, you know, what happens is we have a lot of e-commerce, they get into wholesale, which is a great channel. You want to be making money on wholesale, but then the websites are, you know, templates on Shopify or whatever it might be and all this stuff that really isn't set up to get results or they did it themselves or a designer put it together who's just a designer. They don't know anything about marketing. They don't know anything about conversions and sales and systems and all these things. And so we're really um, interested in helping e-commerce brands who are doing something special, right? Something good. We like social enterprise, um, get their products out to people, right? So we want to sell more. We want to put, get them out there. Good products for good people. So you can get the free report if you go to changecreator.com. It will just pop up when the, when the site loads. You'll get a little pop up for the new free report. Three bulletproof, bulletproof strategies to double your e-compass. It's totally free. You can download it. It's your typical drop me an email <laughs> and get the free report. You could check it out. All right. A lot of good stuff in there, but the power of storytelling for your business is critical. And I hope those stories about the enhanced and advanced and how part of that enhanced advance is looking at your business and powering it up with your stories, right? This is going to uh, help drive sales. And then when you do your marketing to the current customer base and all these things, this it's just low hanging fruit guys. All right. So, you know, really get that stuff optimized before you start spending all your time, energy, and resources on new business. Thanks for tuning into the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Don't forget to stop by changecreator.com for more information, fresh articles, content, and our services if you're looking to build a brand that people love. And please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate your support.